Hello, everybody. My name is Steve Smith. I'm the editor of PHC News Magazine. And today I'm joined by Kathy Ahern from a community college in upstate New York and Eric Morrow from Lochinvar. And the subject today is on an interesting product uh, that maybe uh, if listeners went to HR a couple of years ago, uh, Lochinvar at their booth had a big, big uh, introduction on a CHP, a micro CHP. Uh, combined heat and power. Formerly, I guess it's the HXRG125. There's a lot going on in it, but basically it, it is able to produce energy efficient heat for domestic hot water and at the same time produce electricity to reduce energy consumption, you know, from external power sources. Eric, thanks for, for coming on. I just wonder if you could set the stage. Kathy has a very good story to tell about a real application of this product at her college. But, you know, this is still somewhat of a new concept, at least in America. Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what the CHP is and, and uh, what it does and uh, all that good stuff. And Eric, please uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what keeps you busy at, uh, at Lock and Fire 2. Oh, for sure. For sure. I am a native to Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised there. I've traveled the world. I've installed some of the largest cogeneration systems, which is combined heat and power. Actually, the 10 largest in the world, I've been part of those, and uh, they've been very good to me. A very vast, a vast background, multiple state electrical licenses, so I fit really well into a piece of equipment that uh, uses hot water and electricity. I get both sides of those worlds, and I was very uh, intrigued to come into Lock and Bar. Uh, there's a lot of these microsystems. When most people talk about cogeneration, they think of those large megawatt systems, multi-million dollars, large capital investments. They go into large industrial type facilities, and most people just dream of being able to own one, but you can't because they're large capital costs. So they're starting to get smaller and smaller down into the micro size. And when you hear micro cogen or micro CHP, that means it is under 50 kW kilowatts. Mm-hmm. 150 kW makes it a micro. Now, also, yeah. you would think in micro, that means it's micro size. Uh, there's a few of them here in, in North America right now. The uh, system that Lockenbar has is true micro. It'll fit to a 30-inch door. Um, it is a small system. It sits basically below your chest. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very small unit. They do make even smaller micros are starting to come into to North America. They haven't yet Got mm-hmm. the pricing to where per KW it makes sense. More of a residential style. Ours is more small commercial to large commercials, or really you can go anywhere. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a 30,000 foot view of cogeneration, what people think of. And then yeah. when we talk about micro, we're talking about a much smaller system. Now, again, not for residential, but for commercial and other applications we can go into later. Good, good, good. Well, Kathy, uh, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your college before we get into the, some of the details on the uh, installation and the program behind it? Sure, Steve. So my background, I was in consult. I'm a licensed engineer mechanical, so I did a lot of uh, heating and cooling designs at college level, pharmaceutical, et cetera. I did that for 20 years, and then I went in as a facility manager at a large college in Rochester, Rochester Institute of Technology. And then in 2014, I came to Finger Lakes Community College as a director of facility and grounds. 
And since then, we've been doing some projects, which leads me into the whole Black Envir relationship that I can talk about later. But let's, to give you a background for Finger Lakes Community College, it's a small community college in upstate New York in the wine country, which is fun. It is the main campus started in 1965 in the city of Canandaigua. And then in the late 60s, early 70s, the main campus was built. Our latest construction was done in 2014. So main campus is about 400,000 square feet. We have 250 acres, which includes five miles of beautiful trails. We also have a performing arts center right next door to us. So we're able, we, we take care of the grounds and the buildings and able to enjoy some of the uh, music venues that happen there. We also have uh, several extension centers, and one of them is a viticulture uh, center, which teaches about making wine. So that's some of the fun facts about Finger Lakes Community College. Our student population is about 5,000 FTE. We have a very small residential. We have about 250 beds, but most of them are commuter students. And a lot of students that we have open registration, but we have a lot of adult learning students that are coming back to get their degree. Good, good. Now, Catherine, I guess the micro CHP is part of your community college's forward uh, program to uh, save energy. So tell us about how it came to be that you decided to go with this micro CHP uh, system for Black and Fire. What did you have before? And Tell us a little bit more about what went into the decision to uh, to install it. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It was not something we woke up and said we want a micro CHP. No, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Probably had a little little deliberation, I guess, huh? Yeah. So what happened? We have a strategic plan that was put together in 2017, and prior to that, we've been doing a lot of energy savings anyway, just from my background. But in 2017, the new president came and said. We are going to have a sustainability initiative and it is going to be in our culture. It is going to be in the education and in the facilities. We really need to challenge where we are and what we're doing and how do we save energy. So one of the things that we did working with New York State Research Energy Development Agency, which is NYSERDA as the acronym, uh, they have the ability to help fund an energy management strategic plan, if you will. So we worked with a company called MCOR because they were affiliated with NYSERDA. They'd already been vetted. And I knew of MCOR because MCOR does a lot of service work for Finger Lakes Community College, and I was comfortable with them. And in part of that, looking at the uh, energy master plan, we had Lock and Var domestic boilers that were taking care of part of main campus, and they were beyond their useful life. They were 1990, 1991 vintage. So the intent, and in that energy study, we looked at replacing them with newer, more efficient Lock and Var boilers. Mm-hmm. And what happened in this, it, it developed into talking with Lock and Var talking with them, and, and they came to me, actually, uh, Bill Coe from MCOR came to me and said, they have this new product that they're really pushing to tie into domestic hot water and some micro CHP. Would you be interested in having this as a part of your replacement? Mm-hmm. And I jumped on that from my background and along with what Eric was talking about. I'm like, there's nothing that small that's going to fit through those doors because, of course, we have limitations in an old building and I have limitations with a small community college funding. But working through all of that, we were able to integrate that into our system 
And by the way, talking about the size that Eric was talking about, it flew through the door. We used that old housekeeping pad from the two older domestic hot water boilers, and we put in the CHP right on that housekeeping pad just to have a visual. So it, it was not taking over extra space. Well, that's kind of how that happened. It was it was something that was integrated, and it was a real plus to have, one, making it more efficient, two, answering the cause, if you will, of, of our initiative for sustainability. So you did hear about it from the contractor itself then, originally? From the engineer, yes. Uh, that's very yeah. good to hear. Good, good. Eric, can you uh, jump in and tell us, obviously there's a lot of you know pros and cons to these kind of things, but uh, tell us about how the CHP works at the college in the best way, I guess. Sure. Now, when you think about a CHP, and of course, of a micro or any CHP, combined heat and power system, it is going to be making hot water and electricity simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So all you'd want to try to find somewhere to use that hot water, you'd like to have it above 15 hours a day of runtime or more, because every, every hour you run it, you're drastically affecting your return on investment, but you're also helping save carbon footprint and you're going to lower your electrical costs. There's a lot of benefits to running it as long as you can. So in most systems, I always tell somebody, if you have over a million BTUs of heating capacity design in your system, you might want to look at putting a micro CHP with it because there's enough load there to be able to keep the micro CHP running all the time or most of the day and you could then put less use or less stress on your other heating appliance that you're putting in and mm -hmm. of course you're also while you're providing that hot water you're also getting very inexpensive very clean electricity at the same time okay i know um from uh my past conversations with the folks at lion bar one of the big things to keep in mind is the whole concept of spark spread that I don't know that everybody completely understands. Could you uh, describe that a little bit more? Uh, you obviously have a little bit, but uh, what's the spark spread all about, Eric? Oh, good question. That's a, you, you will agree, and if you go try to search that on the internet, you might even get more lost, like most people. <laughs> so spark spread, it's when you have low natural gas costs and high electric costs. Mm -hmm. It's the difference between those two numbers. That is mm -hmm. called your spark spread. Okay. Of course, the larger the number, the better it will be. Mm -hmm. Now, we used to really drive, say, even as little as a year ago, we really drove everything off of spark spread. Now, the mm -hmm. problem is, you could be in areas that don't have very good spark spread high numbers. Let's say they, their natural gas is not that attractive. Let's say it's kind of mid-cost or higher cost, and they have really cheap electric costs. Well, that spark spread is not going to be that attractive. But as you heard Kathy talk about, NYSERDA has very big programs out there. There's a lot of states now coming out because everybody's got to start lowering their carbon footprint. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of new programs coming up every other week where they will help give incentive money toward micro CHP, not just cogeneration, but they're helping out micro systems because now micro can go into a whole lot more places than large cogens can. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. It's just not all about spark spread anymore. Okay. Interesting. Now, that makes me think, too, uh, you know, my readers are contractor installers, but we also publish another monthly trade magazine for engineers, specifiers. What, 
what's the what's the perceived uh, what don't people understand? I guess in a nutshell about these systems, Eric, that you could explain a little bit better. Oh, definitely. That's a very good question. It, it's a struggle that we're having every day because we have to educate. I'm not going to discredit anybody here in North America, or the United States, where uh, we don't like to change. We like to have systems. We've been installing them the same way for 20, 30, 40 years. And yes, uh, the equipment's getting neater looking, better touch screens, a little bit more efficient. This, when you start talking to somebody, if they don't get it, they just they don't feel confident specifying it, selling it, working on it. Cogeneration has bad names out there in the past. You know, those large cogens, you have to be an airplane mechanic to be able to work on those things because they're big turbines. I mean, they, yeah. they're they daunting in size and they'll, they're, they're kind of scary. When you start talking about these micros, the biggest thing for people to understand is this is lock and bar. And I am personally responsible in our organization. This is the only product line that I have. And I'm here to educate, to help contractors, specifying engineers. We have a whole team at Lock and Bar behind me to help me do design, do systems. That's what we do at Lock and Bar. We do uh, our total shop now. We do everything. We're getting into heat pumps, and we're not just a boiler or water heater manufacturer. We're getting into all kind of alternative energy products. So mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing for someone to understand is this is something that's going to happen. It's getting all kind of programs behind it. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't understand it, they definitely can lean on lock and bar to give them guidance. That is what we're here for is to help people out there. If you can get integrated with these systems into your design plan, you will be some of the first ones in your area to take this on. And to know that you've got lock and bar behind you to help you do it. It's a win-win for everybody. Good. Perfect point. So kind of a new concept, I guess, at least in America, but backed up by by an old school name, I guess, Eric, huh? Yeah, and that's another thing to know. This is something Lock and Bar. We spent many years looking into which manufacturer we'd want to partner with. And we partnered with EC Power. They're out of Denmark over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And this is not something new for them. They started in 1996, and they have over 10,000 of these micro CHPs mm-hmm. in 27 different countries. So we understood, okay, it's a proven technology. We want to be part of this, and we wanted to bring it to North America. So this is uh, not new, but what we have, we have some secret sauce in our micro CHP. I mean, again, we're 10,000 units, and so that is not no new piece of technology that someone's trying to test. They've proven, and we're excited to bring it here to North America. Good. Kathy, I wonder if we could switch back to you. Um, Can tell me a little bit more about you know the the details uh, of the of the system itself. Uh, it sounds like the installation went okay. Everything fit in, I guess. The door <laughs> that's always a good part. The way right. to start. But were there any uh, I don't know challenges uh, in the uh, installation and uh, commissioning process? So yes, and I will talk about that. But I want to add on to what Eric was talking about because this was introduced to us. Um, someone came, and I'm not remembering the gentleman introducing the micro CHP with uh, MCOR, you know, kind of giving me a brochure and a little video about it. And I understood it, and I had my senior mechanic with me. But as we got talking about it, they could feel, you know, she really wants to know more about it. So actually, we went down to Lock Bar and spent time with not only Eric, but his design team. So we didn't really look at the 
generic, if you will, but we were able to talk about what if, what if, right? So mm -hmm. what we have, we have a large storage tank, one of those very large obnoxious old ones. And I was concerned about that. I didn't want to duplicate that. So they worked with us and really designed the system for what Finger Lakes Community College needed. So from that meeting, it was a great meeting, devil in the detail for the engineering, but we were also able to go look at a micro CHP. I think that was being tested, if I remember correctly. So Eric spent time with us. We looked at the heat exchanger. He opened the hood. We saw the engine. And again, I had my senior mechanic there, which was huge for him, very eye uh, awakening for him. So I think, you know, the installation went well. It was tight. You know, our only challenge, and Eric and I kind of walked through that, we had to have a flue, right, to exhaust the system. And we tied into an old one. And, of course, the, the system was in a basement and had to go up four floors. And the due diligence was not done. And in the end, we ended up having to come back and put in a separate flue for the unit proper instead of tying into something. But that, that doesn't surprise me in construction. Mm -hmm. If that was the only issue, uh, and it really was the only issue, we were good to go. And then I was able, because of my senior mechanic was involved, he was involved in the installation and he was there with the commissioning too. So we had a real comfort and Lock and Bar really supported that. And Kathy, when did you, when did the system really go online then? I want to say September, 2019. Everything was a little delayed because that's life, but 2019. Yep. So what can you tell us between then and now, what, what's your uh, cost savings? What's your feeling about the system? Uh, what's what's working? What's not? It all works. Everything works wonderfully. We haven't had any problems. Saving-wise, it was estimated about $8,000 a year, and we're pretty much right there when you okay. look at many hours. You know, metric tons of carbon dioxide saved. It was estimated at, I think we had a number of about 65, and I think we're at 64, so that's good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, giving back to us, uh, we were estimated 180,000 KW hours per year, and we're pretty close. So it's running pretty much 24-7. The challenge is, and I'm not sure it'll be another question, but I might as well talk about it now. You know, our population has reduced because of COVID. Like any college, we're challenged. We have 80% of the classes online, et cetera. So my, actually, my senior mechanic, we have a low temperature hot water system. And we were able to, we added a couple valves and some connections. So the CHP not only takes care of domestic hot water when we're utilizing domestic hot water, but in the off time, if you will, it adds additional heat to that low temperature hot water system. We manually do it. We watch it. But that has been huge because now we're able to keep that engine running. Good, good. And see, COVID such concern remains a concern this year. What, what, uh, what's the college? foresee, I guess, this year with students? Will they be uh, coming back to the classroom or, or what? So in the fall of this past year and this spring of 2021, we have probably 50 or 60 percent online, but we do have students coming because we have a culinary program. We also have a very large nursing program, mm -hmm. and both of those really require hands-on. So we do have a population. We also have some of the sciences, the science labs, they found were just very, very difficult trying to do that, you know, sending people kits, and that was all mm -hmm. insane. So we will have a population this spring, and then next fall, fall of 2021, we are expecting to go back, and I put it in quotes normal because I don't know what that will be, but we will have a larger population. Good to hear. 
Eric, uh, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about other installations, or, or maybe this seems to work out quite well. Uh, is there an ideal installation for this type of product, at least in America? I know you mentioned what ten thousand installations in Europe with your partner, but what about what about the United States? What else is going on out there with this? Sure. So we have we've found some great partners that are called ESCO companies or energy savings companies. Those are the guys that are looking to do lighting and fast roll-up doors and big fans and uh, HVAC upgrades. Those are guys that think outside the box. So we've partnered with several of those in the Northeast uh, where there are large incentive plans out there along with great spark spread. So it's a real quick return on investment. Uh, We're averaging about uh, 20 or so in the Northeast. We have had a very good success up in Canada. Most people don't realize a lot of technology comes from Europe. It goes to Canada first. Mm. It gets vetted there. Then it comes Mm. down to the United States. Okay. It did likely for this. It did start up in Canada for us, and we had good success. Here in the United States, uh, we've had a lot of interest from hotels, apartment complexes with 50 apartments or more would be a good load. A lot of uh, low-income housing systems are coming to us, a lot of those, government facilities, Department of Defense, DOE, Department of Energy has reached out to us through several different programs. We've just had a, when you say a typical application, it's it's hard to give you a typical because we have so many different off-the-wall applications from heating parking lot for snow melt to uh, heating water for growing fish and ponds. Hmm. It's just amazing to see. We have a lot of zoos coming to us where we're heating water for different bird species because they have to stay warm. Uh Just um, You wouldn't think about how many places have a continual need for hot water or a a long duration of need for hot water. Good, good, good. Well, listen, uh, I wonder if we could end on a a positive note. I I know, Eric, you mentioned some of these things before, but uh, if I'm a contractor, if I'm an engineer, what, where, where do I go to find out more about this stuff? That's real easy. If you just want somewhere to go, that'd be lockinvar.com. Okay. But on our homepage, you'll see the big blue box, the big micro CHP. Or if you want to, if you're okay with me giving out my phone number, I, I carry a cell with me 24 seven. They can reach out. To me. If you're comfortable with that. We'll take it. <laughs> You can reach Eric Morrow at Lockenvar at 615-318-4919. I'd be more than glad to work with somebody. And I will say one more thing. This is important before we close out. This is good news. For 2021, if any general contractor, ending customer, anyone out there purchases a micro CHP from Lockenvar, you will get free startup and commissioning. There's no hidden fees. and We didn't pump up the price. We want to know that that unit was started and commissioned correctly. So it'll be myself, flight, food, hotel is all covered by Lockenvar for 2021. So there's really no reason for anybody to say they're worried about having success with a piece of equipment. We are going to make sure that that happens from start to end. Good. Well, I mean, that is about the most positive note we can end on. Thanks a lot for that. And uh, it sounds like uh, you'll take care of everything, Eric. We'll try. We're trying our best, and we just need great partners to partner with us. And, and if we can get one in every city, that unit will sell itself. Like like Kathy said, we've had a great success at her place. 
We've left it alone. It sits out there and it just runs and purrs. And it's been a great partnership with Finger Lakes Community. We, we greatly appreciate what they've done for us. And the simple things of like doing this, this podcast with us. This is great. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious to, to find out more. And uh, I'll follow up a little bit more uh, later on. Uh, we'd like to write a story about this for print. But uh, we'll, we'll get the podcast together right away and share it with everybody again. Uh, thank you, Kathy. And thank you, Eric.